When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know what I want? <laughs> I want to talk Hey, that's pretty bad. The Raptors lose 117 to 110 in what was for moments, you know, this crazy defensive performance, but Moments in an NBA game don't last that long. It's 48 minutes, largely a poor performance on that end. They made a mad dash at the end to try and get back into it. A couple of them over the course of the game, getting back within, I think, nine the one time, getting as close as two and three in the fourth quarter before the 76ers. Finally, they started making some of their shots. The the turnovers didn't pile up as much later on in the quarter as they did at the front end and the Raptors. They end up losing. The bright spots from this game, it's basically one. There's a bunch of stuff that went wrong. We'll get into it. But something went right over and over again in one of the most impressive fashions we've seen him do it. He's done it in big games. He he did it to start the playoff series against this team last year before getting injured. Scotty gives you 29, 9, and 8. And I thought he was just fantastic doing it. He also has continued, like, sure, he was part of the the miscommunications defensively early on for the Raptors. But in a lot of the stuff where he's kind of, you know, ice him away from the rest of the team defense, the single defense, the one-on-one stuff, and being involved in two-man actions, there was a lot of success there for Scotty, and especially in the second half. So that was nice to see. He was great. The team around him, like the varying degrees of okay to just not very good. And that's, unfortunately, you need a lot of guys to win games, especially against a team as good as the 76ers. And that good 76ers team put up 117, held the Raptors to 110. This is the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, Samson Folk. And it is, of course, brought to you by Goldfinger Law. And here is the thing, ladies and gentlemen. You only pay if you win. Those words ring true across eternity with Goldfinger Law. Okay? You only pay if you win. The benefits are obvious. If you lose, you gave it a kick at the can. Hey, pack up your stuff. Who knows what happens with the case, but you don't owe them a dime as far as the legal advice and the legal actual activity. It's a pretty big advantage. You know, you can give it a go. See what happens. You do pay if you win, though. But hey, you won. You know, you can afford to pay a little, surely. Anyway, sponsor of the podcast. Thank you for sponsoring. If you're interested, 416-730-1777. Okay, so Dalton Varsho, his first at bat with the Blue Jays. He stands in for like five, six pitches, and he finishes it off with a screamer off the bat, 112 miles into right field. It's a double. He scores a run, and it's like, damn. Comes up later in the game. There's a guy on third. You got to put the bat on the ball. You got to, and there's one out, right? You got to put the bat on the ball. You got to get this thing out into the outfield. You got to drive home a run, sacrifice or otherwise. He does it. Bat to ball, punches it out there. That's what we like to see. Um, Oh, you want me to talk about the Raptors? Okay, 
Scotty Barnes, we'll start there. Um, I thought he was tremendous. There was his first play. I've talked about this. I've retold this story quite a few times. It's not really a story, but I've retold this on the podcast a few times. Scotty Barnes, his first ever bucket in the playoffs, gets it the right corner. He's guarded by Tyrese Maxey. He, it's a bully drive right to the front of the rim. He, he tests the water. See, is Embiid going to try and check me here? Am I going to be met at the rim? A lot of guys, they don't, they don't ask that question with their game. They don't ask, will you meet me? They just, a little pop shot, something like that. Scotty is a guy who will behoove people. He will ask them, are you going to meet me here? A lot of times they don't. That is the spirit and the competition with which Scotty approached this game. He took a lot of his mismatches deep into the post, scored there. His touch around the basket since like the middle of December, maybe January, has been tremendous. He's been awesome. He also was really good at evading the doubles that came his way. He saw a few different looks from the 76ers. He was doubled after the catch when he puts a couple dribbles down. He was doubled when he got to a certain depth of the defense. And then he was reading the defense so well that they started doubling on the catch in the fourth quarter when things got tight and the Raptors wanted to run their offense through Barnes. That's why they stopped doing it for the record because Barnes had to keep passing out. And the 76ers did a pretty good job of kind of zoning up the other areas of the court. Fred hit a couple threes late. Pascal missed like everything late. The the Raptors didn't find a ton of success, but just getting doubled on the catch. We see the Raptors do that to Joel. We see superstars get that treatment. We've seen it happen to Siakam in certain matchups, right? So to see the 76ers do it to Scotty, I know people probably want me to be humglum after this game. I am to some degree. But there's just too much good Scotty stuff, who is, you know, the future, um, to like be down about him. I thought he was awesome. A phenomenal herky jerk and one. He didn't make the free throw, but an end one in transition where like he came off the wrong foot. He was changing speeds. Like he did such a good job of evading the first defender to get a lane to the rim by decelerating and then taking on the second defender with that contact, finishing with his right hand at the bunk. Just really impressive. The passing, of course, like lots of great passing in this game, manipulating with his eyes, with his body, making great reads, whether it's out to the corner, to the bucket, or in lanes in transition. I was super impressed. He was great. And while 29-9-8 and eight from Scotty should be enough to, you know, couple or triple what the rest of the team is doing and, and win a game, they don't. He is the standalone excellent performance. And, and he deserves the, the credit. You know, if this team isn't going to win a ton of games, they, they at least have to be entertaining in some respect. And I know people, there's people who have been on this bandwagon way earlier. And I still think there's a lot of things to enjoy on this team outside of Scotty. But some people, they're Scotty fans and then Raptors fans. And for you, this was one of those games where you could derive a lot of enjoyment and I know there's also a lot of people who I talk to who listen to the podcast, who don't listen to the podcast, who I just see talking. And it's like, these people wanted the tank and they want to see Scotty get the keys and do a whole bunch of stuff. Scotty doesn't fully have the keys. He's not like the wonderful initiator yet. I'm sure he will be someday, at least to some degree. It's tough to be a top level initiator in the NBA. Like eight or nine guys end up making it league wide. So it's tough. Some guys initiate on some level and dominate a bunch of other aspects. Scotty, I think, is for sure headed there. Like He's going to initiate successfully at some level over the course of his career. 
especially in his prime. But it seems like he's definitively going to be elite at a bunch of other offensive skills, offensive rebounding, cutting, finishing, especially passing while on the move as a connector, some of it initiating. He's going to do all these things at an elite level in his career. And we'll see how some of this pick and roll manipulation comes along. We'll see how some of this off the dribble shooting comes along, all this kind of stuff. We saw a lot of it tonight. Not the off the dribble shooting, but we saw off the dribble creation. We saw him making use of himself off ball too. We just saw a lot of good things. I've been talking about Scotty a lot. The defense, let's talk about the Raptors as a whole. That 46-point second quarter that the 76ers got. Jeez, that's that's nasty business. My line of work, I see a lot of nasty business on an NBA court. This was some of the nastiest. We saw the Raptors put up 49 points in the first quarter, you know, like a week ago. Jubilation watching that. And I'm sure many people watching that felt like, hell yeah, this is what we want. This is fun. Well, the 76ers got to enjoy something similar, um, only Raptors fans, the Raptors, anybody involved in this on the opposite side, not doing very well. The Raptors got back, well, okay, basically, back cuts, miscommunications in two-man actions, and terrible help side delivery. And, and by delivery, I mean whether it's Jakob, whether it's Pascal, whether it's Scotty, OG, anybody, whoever was the low man. There are like five plays in the first half where the low man didn't rotate, just didn't come over. And a couple times with the Raptors, they're stepping up, guarding stuff above the break. They just don't cover the corner. And P.J. Tucker starts out the game with two threes out of the corner. He finishes the game hitting one three out of the corner. The Raptors, they understandably are freaked the hell out by the presence of James Harden. James Harden, he had 23 and 11. He shoots 9 of 14 from the floor. He is a wizard. He can do so much with the basketball. And they're blitzing at the point of attack. The avenues out of that as a passer, a lot of guys see one pass. A lot of guys see the lob over the top, and you have to get it over long arms. So it's lobbing there. You're big or whoever's rolling or you know short rolling or anything like that. They have to jump up and grab it. It spends time in the air so your defense can catch up. And he got the ball out of his hands. That's the idea outside of a turnover. That's the ideal scenario. But Harden is so good at manipulating, getting the the blitz a little bit wider, and then sneaking that little bounce pass out of it. It's like there's no room for anybody to recover now. That bounce pass was quick. Now it's a four on three. Now we're getting corner three pointers. Now we're or sometimes we're not even rotating over. Now it's a layup. Like Harden created a lot of looks. And Embiid with a pretty modest, like 25 and 12 in this game, it's the Raptors spend a lot of defensive attention on him. He still obviously gets to 25 and 12. This is a guy who averages 33, but they they couldn't contain Harden, the, the first and foremost. And like, man, talking about the bottom of the defense, Paul Reed coming in and getting like four offensive rebounds in 14 minutes, the Raptors just not being able to lock down that area of the court. That was troubling. The whole thing, troubling. They got back into the game with, you know, zone defense, some matchup zone. You know, when you're looking at um, Nick Nurse, you could see him jump up off the sideline and go like, two, 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 two. He starts yelling two. That means the Raptors are running two, three zone. And they had some good two, three zone possessions. It's They did some good stuff. Of course, um, over the course of the game, you're going to do that. For a long portion of the fourth quarter, the 76ers had scored like four or six points. Not a ton. 
But the Raptors, it's just like, there's no contained performances, right? And to some degree, maybe the 76ers feel that way too. 76ers fans, but you hear Doc Rivers talk about it after the game. And he says like, well, we missed a lot of wide open shots and we had more turnovers than we'd like, but the process was fine. And you know what? During the stretch when the Raptors were getting back into it, there were there were a lot of shots that typically maybe do go down for the 76ers that weren't going down. It's a game of runs. It's also a game of results. It's also a game of process. Trying to delineate where like which column each goes into as far as what's happening on these plays gets a little bit tougher. The Raptors, though, I just think is sure you can take some process away that they threw a lot at the wall. Some of it stuck and worked for like these four minute stretches. But the problem is that like 34 minutes of this game was just too undeniably bad on defense for them to really do anything. Um, speaking of Doc Rivers comments, Nick Nurse had comments pregame. I talked about this a little bit more at length um, with Trey on the Pull Up Trey podcast. It's at the very front of the podcast. If you want to go listen to it, we talked about the Ime Udoka thing. We talked about the Nick Nurse thing. Um, I had said at that point in time, we recorded a couple days ago now, that it wouldn't surprise me if Nick Nurse and the Raptors parted ways. And for lack of a, a harmonious locker room, let's say, personalities clashing, not, not necessarily basketball philosophy or coaching talent or anything like that. that. That was my take at the time. Doug Smith, he has an article, right? Comes out saying that perhaps this is true. Perhaps this is, you know, it's been bubbling up. People have been talking about this. Doug Smith breaks it open. Hey, this is something that's happening. The Rockets are interested in Nurse. The Raptors may be interested in Ime Udoka if they don't hire within the organization. Nurse today, pregame, talks about being with the Raptors for a long time. Ten years is a long time, he says. Talks about needing to evaluate that position once summertime comes around. Also says that um, he has to focus on the rest of this season, making it as long as possible, the game tonight, doing that kind of stuff. So most coaches, I don't think, would entertain these talking points the way that he did. He was very candid. It surprised me. But this is now something that's obviously Doug wrote that. And like, sure, stuff was bubbling up, but it's out there now. And opposing front offices, there's stuff too. Who knows what's going on with the Raptors, right? What's coming up there? This is all out there. And this is going to be something that he's going to be asked about the rest of the season. The players, maybe not at the pressers, but the players are going to be asked about this too, in the one-on-ones and that kind of stuff. Um, there's going to be a ton of speculation. This does not help this year's Raptors. And I, I wouldn't be as silly to say like it doesn't help them this game or didn't. Like the Raptors, they're the players. They got to go out there and win it. But as far as just like having the last two weeks of the season, the plan, perhaps a potential series, all shrouded in the mystery of like, is this coach going to be here? Odd play, you know? But he was pretty candid. You don't get that that often. As somebody who, you know, reports on, on this stuff, covers this team, that's, people want you to be candid. That's what the, that's what the fans want. That's what the media wants. That's, that's what this is all about. 
they want as candid responses as possible. Um, I didn't expect it though. It surprised me. <laughs> you just came out, boom, we're talking about it. That was interesting. Very, very interesting. I talked about the game, you know, for as long as I could. The Raptors played bad. Scotty was awesome. I wanted to cover those two things and impress upon them most importantly. But this nurse stuff is interesting, man. Um, we'll see. This will probably be like the last time I talk about it, unless he starts, he's talking about it even more towards the end of the season, which I doubt. But this is probably the last time I'll be talking about it, really. Um, so those are my thoughts. Um, you can also get a little bit different thoughts from Trey and myself on the Pull Up Trey podcast, which is um, just came out this morning. Anyway, the Raptors, 117 to 110, they lose this game. And man, the Reggie Emmons Award, I'll give it to Scotty, man. There's a lot of defensive stuff going on there. He was impressive. The four steals, these aren't like little, you know, loser gambly steals. These are some well-earned steals. I think like really great principal defense got him into the, the positions for the steals. And I was I was really happy about that. 13 and 19 from the floor, 29, 9, and 8. That's a Reggie Evans Award winner. Uh, not if I've ever seen one, of course. You know, if you're going to be the Reggie Evans Award winner, sometimes it can look a lot different. But as far as hustling your butt off, that's the thing, man. <laughs> the top quick action comment is from Joe Six, down 20 at the half and looking like it was going to be even more of a farce, but turns out they had to keep their starters in till the bitter end. I didn't expect a win and didn't get a win, but that second half was heartening. Um, Yeah, I feel... A little bit differently. I guess you've listened to the podcast to this point. I um, <laughs> I I was not as heartened as um as you. I I also think like it's a game of runs. The 76ers got a little bit complacent. They got sloppier. The reads got a little bit less crisp when you're up 20, 21 points, and you know it, it snowballed on them. But the Raptors, I don't think that this game. Outside of Scotty being like doing a really great job of um, attacking mismatches and then making going down the decision tree from there, what to do, I thought he was great. Outside of that, I didn't find a lot of process in this game that I would like. That was great. I'm really happy about that. So I'm not that heartened by the second half, to be quite honest. But I'm glad that you are because a million different things happen on the basketball court. The person who's listening to this, you, the person who wrote this, Joe Six who Joe has been commenting on Raptors Republic for as long as I've been working there. He's always been like super kind, insightful. He's always supported the work. Love Joe. Um, he, he can notice things that I don't. You can notice things that I don't. There's just so much to notice. Um, I hope you enjoyed some of my noticings, though. I enjoyed yours, Joe. And listener, I look forward to noticing more things with you. If, you, if you're watching this on YouTube, like the video. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Additionally, subscribe to the website. That's the most important one. That's how you get to read all of my written work, Lewis's written work. And if you're listening on the podcast channel, thanks for letting me chop it up with you. Whether you got into this in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye.